0: Everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. We're doing another Perfect Concert Playlist. This time we're going to be doing some more Southern Country... Uh, I can't talk. <laughs> Early mornings. <laughs> southern rock bands. Southern country bands seems like uh, an obvious. Most oh, country more, bands. Uh,
1: uh, double, never mind.
0: <laughs> you know them Northern Canadian country bands are very popular. Good day. Oh. Shania
1: Twain was pretty
0: popular. Oh, you know what? You are correct. I bet you there are some. There's some country <laughs> bands from Canada that we don't even think of. Well, sure
1: Truth, a whole lot of country up
0: there. So yeah. Um. So this episode we have three more bands. Now this one is a little bit of a cheat because we're trying to go chron- chronologically through the 70s up to the 80s. Um. But I wasn't sure. Now I think upon reflection, I think maybe. I would have kept it at 20 songs and just 10 from you know CCR and, and John Fogerty and uh, ZZ Top, but I wasn't sure at the time. So the mission is we added the Black Crows because they do have a 70s uh, southern rock vibe. Um, they're like the only ones during that time period I feel like that brought back that that southern sound. They did. There, there's there's a genre and apparently I'm the only one that knows this even existed called Jangle Rock. Which, if you, were, if you were to boil it down to the, like, the essentials, jangle rock is spin doctors, blues travelers, and um, like counting crows. Uh, but none of them really feel southern rock. Black crows, I feel like, may have been the first push towards that, that jangle rock. I don't even know what the jangle means, but it's just kind of like that lighter like, tambourine uh, rock that's kind of danceable. Yeah, I can see it. Like gin blossoms, they're considered jangle rock. Okay, I'm gonna have to
1: look this up.
0: <laughs> anything anything that James Davenport, our college friend, and his and, and what was the other guy's name that we knew in that band? Flipside? Flip uh, uh Joey. Joey, that was Jangle Rock. You know, the kind of stuff <laughs> you could play at bars and stuff like that.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: But, um, so we're gonna start off, I I can't remember who went first last time, do you? Not a clue. Okay, uh, I'll flip this squash and see what happens. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you can go ahead and go first with your first uh, band of the three.
1: If you're gonna flip the squash, you need to be videoing it, cause I wanna see what
0: happens. <laughs> it's not gonna go oh. well, it's gonna be a mess.
1: So, uh, we're starting off, who are we starting off with?
0: Well, I, I mean, I think it's kind of an obvious that you would probably start off the concert with Black Crows as the opener, since they probably have the least amount of songs. That's good,
1: because I didn't, I was struggling on this one. I wanted to go into this knowing how much I loved them when they first came out, and as they went on, I have to be honest, it felt a lot more like really good music, underlying like backing up someone reading poetry
0: yeah well you know the (laughs) band was falling apart by like 2000 the two brothers were fighting so bad they could barely even get in the studio to record
1: it really felt like they were kind of i mean I, i hate to be harsh uh because musically fantastic don't get me wrong uh but lyrically felt like they were phoning it in
0: yeah the first three um, albums are pretty strong and then after that it does feel like the way it was with oasis you know that the band tore themselves apart because they yeah. were fighting so much yeah yeah
1: that's um uh, it's unfortunate that fame can uh, do that to some people well, anyway um i'm gonna start off obviously with the hard hitters uh shake your money maker um was their first album I think yep. I think they released them this is back in the day it was in the 90s where everyone was releasing singles on cassettes um, and there was like two or three songs on there so I think they released two or three singles that way with other tunes on it that ended up going somewhere else but um, so those came out first obviously Shake uh, Shaking Money Maker, I had Hard to Handle and Twice as Hard and she talks to angels in that order uh, I really love she talks to angels got that kind of this is what I expected from them going on like when they do like the slower tunes Man, he's awesome vocally he is just uh, There's nobody else like him in my opinion right as far as how he sounds uh, when they start doing more of the heavier um Faster driving stuff. The music's great. Later in, later on, not not early on, but later on, that's why I was getting at. It just didn't feel the same. Um, but there are a few hits that stuck out. Remedy would have been mine. one that's off Southern Harmony Musical Companion. Uh, Let Me Share the Ride. It's kind of a fun one. That's off Three Snakes and One Charm. Appaloosa. I believe that was another slower one that was... Uh, that was in 09 and that was what i was talking about i started to get to the point where everything around appaloosa was not that great uh but that was another one of those slower ones where you lyrically he sounded like old black crows you know
0: yeah what Uh, do you you feel like they started turning into the way the doors were those last two albums by the doors were a lot of jim just meandering just because because we talked about it when we did that episode is (laughs) the end was a huge hit even though it's kind of like, what the hell is going on here? But that yeah. for some reason, he took that as, oh, I need to do this now. And, and, and less singles. And that's what the, the Black Crow started to feel like after a Morica, which I think is a yeah. 94 album, is when it slowly starts to fall apart like that.
1: Yeah, I couldn't get anything off that album. But that's just me personally. If you like it, a little power to you. Maybe I'm missing something, but um, I until uh, before the frost, until the freeze is where I stopped. No 09, I couldn't go in beyond that. Um, not that they had much beyond that, if I remember correctly. No. But uh, Abueloosa would have been number six, and I had uh, last song I had was the last place that love lives, which was uh, lyrically actually I think pretty good. Um, another slower song, of course, and that's all I've got for the Black Crows.
0: All right, so mine is just
1: sad. I, I really wanted to. I wanted them to continue being what they were when I first, when they first came out. But yeah, yeah. I
0: remember we were all crazy for them in the, that freshman yeah. year of high school. We're like, "What is this?" Because it wasn't alternative, which was just starting to break through. Because you know we had we had this, we had like the rap rock and kind of the funk too going on with like Faith more and Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it wasn't hair rock. It was something so different and and refreshing. And it, it is like everybody was crazy for them. Uh, for a few years there, and then it just faded away when grunge took over. Um, now I'm going to say my five songs from them are all the hit singles. I, I I just I was surprised I had somehow forgotten they had so many hits. I really thought they were like a three hit yeah. kind of band, but um, I, I boiled it down to what I would like to see in concert, and so it's it's kind of the obvious ones, but. Uh, hard to handle, I think, is the best way to open because they have that you know, that, that mm-hmm. warm up kind of like beat that's going to wake the audience up immediately. Yep. Um, then I'm going to go into Remedy. Uh, Twice as hard for number three. Jealous again for number four. And kicking my heart around for number five. All, oh, none of the slow stuff. It, they're all pretty much kick ass rock and roll uh, songs.
1: I totally forgot about Jealous Heart. hard. Uh, jealous again. Sorry, I'm mixing up words here. But uh, Jealous again, I, I forgot about that one. So maybe I have eight.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, so now... So I only had five. You had, what, seven or eight? Seven. Okay. Eight, we're, yeah. we're kind of winging it on this one. We didn't expect Black uh, Crows to be more than what they were. So uh, now, who is your second band, if you're going to do the, the cons? This is where, maybe where we go in different directions.
1: Uh, second band... <laughs> Uh, if you go off Ron in current day, I would say CCR. If you went off Ron in high school, it would be ZZ Top. Okay. (laughs) Because, oh man, I forgot how dirty ZZ Top really is. (laughs) (laughs) But, still, still love him to death, but, um, yeah, let's just go on to, uh, oh, I went too far. Go back, man. ZZ Top I'm okay. going to go with ZZ Top
0: alright so you're going to go with ZZ Top next
1: yes alright so starting off dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so i got uh, La Grange from Three Hombre I love that tune um, here's one that I had totally forgotten about there's a little trivia I've got for this one uh, you might be interested in
0: uh, I heard it on the X oh yeah, yeah that's a good one yeah that's a later one, uh, like right? That's like 96 or something. Goes, go ahead. Isn't What's that from like uh, mid-90s?
1: Uh, uh, said no. I heard it on the X. was actually off Fandango. 1975. Oh. Okay,
0: never <laughs> mind.
1: But um, it was re-released. I mean, some of their albums were remastered and everything like two or three times probably. But... Um, there's a line in the song that goes we can all thank Dr. B who stepped across the line with lots of watts he to control for the first of its uh, the first of its kind. Uh, any ideas who Dr. B is?
0: Nope probably the DJ that was just very popular. I believe they're talking about the oh, X, yeah. uh out of Los Angeles.
1: Close? Technically, I think he was. Uh, but he
0: actually broadcasted south of the border. Oh, okay. Talking oh, Mexican Wolfman radio. Jack okay.
1: Wolfman, Jack Doctor B was uh, Robert Bob Wested. At... Huh. For those of you who don't know Wolfman Jack, or at least let's say uh, southern radio
0: stations, like back in the what sixties? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, into the seventies, they had okay. So American radio stations top out like fifty thousand watts. That's their cap. A lot of DJs back in the day would uh, send their, they'd ship their stuff south of the border and have a broadcast from there, where there was no cap, and you'd have radio stations of like 250,000
0: watts.
1: Wow! You could hear them, like practically, especially at nighttime. I don't something about, I think they called them medium waves or something like that. The nighttime air, I don't know how it works. I don't know the science, but you could literally hear it pro- practically all over the United States and sometimes even over the ocean.
0: Wow, do you think that Wolfman Jack's the most famous DJ that ever was, even more than like um, Rick D's and uh, Casey Kasem? I would say so. I mean, well, that who, being said, I didn't know who he
1: was until I was much older. Yeah, did you but,
0: know that Wolfman Jack had his own cartoon on CBS? It lasted half a season.
1: I think I remember that
0: actually. Yeah. He had like a pet <laughs> parrot, and he was like traveling the countryside solving mysteries, but also being a radio DJ. But also because he was in American <laughs> Graffiti. Right. Well, the cool thing about
1: that is, they, like, um, that's how a lot of the bands down there got their start, because they were hearing hearing this music that no one else would play, um, because they got banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they mentioned The Doors had talked about, uh, you know, they got their influences from music company and played over these radio stations, as well as ZZ Top, and among a, a number of others. But anyway... I'm, I'm way off on a tangent here it's, no it's cool <laughs> so. that's,
0: the show is more than just just yeah. the songs we try to make them short mini-sodes but if we got something to talk about we got something to talk about
1: yeah I was like I mean, I'm looking up these songs I, I I don't know I heard we we can, I was reading the lyrics as I was listening to the music I said we can all thank Dr. B and in my head I'm like who's that so I started looking and that's how I found all this stuff it's nice. kind of cool uh, so number three,
0: I'm Bad, I'm Nationwide. You still there? Yep, I'm still here. Why, why? why? <laughs>
1: I heard it. I thought it sounded like a Uh, okay, so number three was I'm Bad, I'm Nationwide. Uh, now, f- this, the next song takes me back where it all started, for ZZ Top, for me at least. First albums I'd ever heard by them were 83's Eliminator, uh, moving on to Afterburner. Uh, so number four would be Give Me All You Lovin', uh, Got Me Under Pressure, Sharp Dressed Man right after that. And then we're going to slow it way down because you got to have a
0: good ballad where you're kind of cool and chill out. Rough Boy. That's a good one. Um, I love that song. Whether well, it Ride On, I think, is another one of theirs or something like that. It's really kind of slow, bluesy. That's the weirdest yeah. thing is there's three different versions of ZZ Top. There's the, the 70s bluesy country, you know. Uh, yep. Texas Roadhouse kind of band. Then there's the nope. 80s synth-infused one, and then there's the 90s and post, where they seem a little like mixture of Vegas and uh, a little bit more like deeper blues band.
1: So deeper blues, they got a lot more... I mean, we got to remember, they started early in life, so I'm like, by the 90s, they were
0: old. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> like, I and mean, by, by the way, before around, recording so- this... Before recording Sorry. this, we all got sad that Dusty uh, had died, but didn't realize Dusty died a year ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the first time I've done that. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Well, that... you know, if somebody finds out about it, I'm like, ooh, this is. Okay, just so you know. Kids, this is why you do research before you just jump out there on social media. At
0: least we do did, yeah. Research. At least we didn't do that. <laughs> we, we told each other privately, but I'm glad we didn't do that yes. on the show. If we had, rec- <laughs> if we had literally recorded that night, we would have said that. And people were like, is this an old episode? What's going on here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel
1: sorry for the guy who wrote that article because he probably got a lot of plaque. <laughs> but. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like I said, like the, the later music's very grovelly, and it, it's kind of neat.
0: Don't get me wrong. It's neat in its own synth, but it's very definitely a different CZ Top yeah, yeah.
1: what we grew up
0: with. Do you think they regret the synth years? Not so much from the money, but from creatively. It, it seems like they kind of changed their sound. I don't like the, the 80s, for the most part. I don't like those years.
1: I, I mean, that's where I got started, so maybe yeah. I'm...
0: It's weird, how, there, but... it's weird how... It's weird how famous they were on MTV. These three old long beard dudes and they just knew... <laughs> no. They had a formula though. They 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 had hot chicks. They had a cool car. Um, I even had a little miniature one of those. Um, and it was just flashy and synthy but I feel like they lost something of what they were in the 70s and I think that's what they were trying to do in the 90s is regain really no. some of that like more credibility. I don't know what you want. They not They didn't want to be stars anymore. Kind of like the way when... Uh, Aerosmith decided after that, yet yeah, what is that huge Armageddon song? They're like, we've done a lot of like power ballads. Right. We should probably go back to being our bluesy kick-ass band.
1: Yeah, a lot of bands fall victim to that, where you know the manager or whatever the powers that be make, uh You want to be relevant. You want to continue to be relevant, and they think that this is the way you go to do that. Um, I think it's a little different nowadays some record companies probably didn't believe so but with today's online presence i think you can really be yourself yeah and and not sell out you know and still have a really good following as far as that goes um got a lot more freedom in that respect but uh, who do i what do i know i'm not a musician well not a
0: Hugh. famous musician oh so but... yeah you're a musician <laughs> don't even don't erase that yeah. <laughs> Um, I play bass, but I'm no Dusty Hill, so... Nice. Uh, are you... Is that the end of your ZZ? No, no. Uh, okay.
1: Let's see, where'd we go? Rough Boy, um, Can't Stop Rocking. absolutely one of my favorites from Afterburner. Uh, my head's in Mississippi, so much fun. Now, I might get a little flack from this one, because I think this is where a lot of people... If I remember correctly, a lot of people were thinking they kind of... This is where they sold out, or this is like the epitome of it, or whatever. But double back Oh yeah. from Back to the Future. I was worried I like you were gonna song. say
0: the Viva the Viva Las Vegas cover they did is fucking terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, apologize. I'm with uh, you. <laughs> is is god awful. Um. Yeah, and, and that I think that's where they were like, uh oh, <laughs> we need to go back right. to our roots because this is bad. It's very possible
1: that might have been the the clincher right
0: there. That um, song isn't but, only bad. It's Nationwide. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay, so
1: I have one bonus
0: from 83's Eliminator,
1: and it's probably a lover-hated song, TV (laughs) Dinners.
0: You know what I just realized? I think I just gave them credit for an ACDC song. Right On is an ACDC blues song, not as easy to (laughs) talk. What did I just do? That's all right. All (laughs) right. Okay, so that is the end of your ZZ Top. Uh, my now I have ZZ Top as a closer, but it's irrelevant. It's just it's the list. Um, all right, so I will start off. Now most of my stuff is the the more bluesy stuff. I like I said, I don't really care for the 80s stuff. There's a few in here. Um, I'm starting off with Lagrange. I mean, it just seems like an obvious that that just the way like the way it was with Hard to Handle it has that you know that wake up kind of. Oh, I know this song. You know, and then, you know, gets the band, you know, lit and ready to go. I think it's a great way to start yep. it. Um, tush? Uh Why that do you say it? One? Why does he say I thought for decades that the song was called yep. Touch. Huh? Touch. It sounds,
1: because it very much sounds like that's what he's
0: saying. Why does he say <laughs> Tush, Tush? No one says Tush. What is happening? No. <laughs> Um, then I'm going to shoot almost to the end of their career is I got to Get Paid. I love that song. <laughs> bum, 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 uh, guts to guts to get paid. I have to say I, I was
1: intrigued by that song when I was doing my research until I realized what the lighters were.
0: Oh. And like, it's, it's a
1: drug reference, but But I thought it was,
0: I thought it was a really good idea to have, I got to get paid and then follow that up with, I just got paid. (laughs) I just got paid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's perfect. But honestly, yes, I I will agree though. That song is very
1: good. I I think even with the whole gravelly older voice sounding very much overly processed sound, because they
0: have to
1: uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I would have to agree with you it's a pretty
0: good thing. All right, go on Sorry. Uh, n- uh, next one is I'm Bad I'm Nationwide yeah and I think the only one now that I look from their synth era is Got Me Under Pressure because that one feels the least synthy it has a really hard driving guitar work yeah um, then uh, I'm going to follow it up with now these two are both for movies and people forget they did two songs for movies do you remember me going I think you went with me or maybe it was Dave I went to uh, all over Fort Wayne looking for the soundtrack to From Dusk Till Dawn just so I could get this single She's Just Killing Me
1: don't see I was listening to a different song thinking it was from that and I knew there was a song they did for it but it Obviously wasn't the one I was looking for.
0: Yeah, and okay. at the time they did not release it as a single. Plus, financially, it got to a point when they were on CDs that CD singles were way more expensive than cassette singles.
1: That's insane. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's. The, I mean, it makes sense because you could
0: fit a whole like two albums on a disc. Yeah.
1: Where with a cassette, you only had to put the tape in there you needed to.
0: Yeah, because I remember we used to get singles for like $0.99, $2. It all depended on if it was like an extended, like, oh, extended play. This has four cuts instead of two. And they would use less tape. Um, And then CD singles were never just one song. They're always like, oh, this is the other, you know, there's so many different remixes of it, and they throw in a couple other singles. And they're more like extended plays than singles, honestly. And um, I really, I just love this song. It's really bluesy. It's really dark and weird, and I I deeply appreciate it. I agree. And then my last one is the other one from a movie, Double Back. And why do you think people you say well, people give you grief? What's wrong with this song? I love this song.
1: Like I said, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But it seems to me like I remember there being something around that song when it came out that it was it was just very much wasn't ZZ anymore, but. Um, they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much still a 1980s easy top, in my opinion. I don't
0: know. Well, it's really I mean, interesting if you think about the Back to the Future movies. Is that the first one is so known for its soundtrack, and not just the old 50s yeah. songs. They had the Huey Lewis songs with it. Then there's nothing in the sequel. There's absolutely not a not one song. And this is the only one from no. part three. And I remember. I remember the glow kind of being off the franchise at this point. No one really saw part three, except for people were just like, well, I guess I'll just complete the, the journey. Um,
1: Which is sad, because I think, in my opinion, three's the best
0: one. <laughs> three, I think three is better than two, but I still think the first one is my favorite. Uh,
1: I think maybe it's more fanboy in my in my case because I like the whole western thing. oh
0: yeah but... I'm a hardcore western guy so I should revisit the series because I bet you I'll like the third one even more but I remember like they were trying hard to get some sort of relevancy but there was really no toys they could push from the third one at least at the time nobody thought that you know now there's a huge collector's market from anything from that series um uh-huh. I saw a clock with Marty and Doc that was $250 from that movie yeah um but, Playmobil but, has things out from that movie. Yeah, Playmobil, like the, of all things, has collector version toys for adults. Yeah, and, <laughs> anyway. and, and this song didn't do very well. I remember it being released as a, as a video, but it didn't do very well, and I think the glow was kind of off them. And then next year is when they did that Viva Las Vegas and their greatest hits collection. You don't usually do a greatest hits collection unless you're re-introducing the band, or you know your time in the limelight is kind of over with.
1: And then pretty much. Like, I can't i was spending too much time in the hospital. Um, <laughs> not 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 to poke fun on him. That, that's kind of
0: okay. I don't know what you're talking about. So um, that go. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I mean, when
1: you think about the very end, actually I actually was reading up on uh, when Dusty. There, there was a story in one of the articles reading about it about how he had mentioned. I can't remember the guy's name, unfortunately, but it was the guy who essentially been their backup player for the long for many many years um and he said before he went and i was like well before he passed away he's like you want they, he wanted to make sure that that guy got wrapped his hands around his guitar those were his words yeah um and he ended up taking over for him i don't know if he's still there or not but anyway i thought that was kind of cool that because he spoke up he was a, he was given this shot
0: uh, anyway Alrighty, righty, so our third and final band is CCR, so it's time for our list. If you don't have a favorite from this group, well, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or they're under 30. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an excuse if you're under 30. Do you remember when CCR made a huge comeback for our generation? Yeah. I mean, there was a time when nobody was listening to CCR, and all of a sudden, I remember I when... The, when the grunge era kicked in is all of a sudden everybody started re- reflecting back like the doors became popular against Jimi Hendrix but CCR seemed like a precursor to grunge like that look and that feel of authenticity
1: they very much they did something different it was like if I remember correctly my phone is just buzzing off my off my ringer anyway sorry I hope you guys aren't hearing that no I'm not hearing anything um, so there's a, there was a Series back in eighty eight, 89, eighty eight, eighty nine, somewhere around that range. China Beach, remember that show? Yeah, yeah. I've, if I remember correctly, that like the opening for that was
0: was it not a CCR song? Wasn't the like the opening song a CCR song? Uh, it doesn't feel right, but I've never actually seen the show. But I saw the intro once. Maybe, but maybe but, but what we're man. in that era though, because we had Wonder Years and this, and they were bringing old music to a new audience. Right. Uh,
1: China to Beach Soundtrack, Reflections.
0: Ah, I yeah. Like about Proud
1: Barry being in there. Um. Anyway, um, going back. So I was thinking maybe I like, yeah, I think it might have got more popular around like Forrest Gump time too, because I think that was, uh, you know, anything with Vietnam usually has some sort of CCR song on there anyway. Oh, Run uh, Through okay, the Jungle
0: so and Fortunate Son are like a, a, a requirement right. for any movie set in Vietnam. Exactly. Uh, which is why it's on my list,
1: probably. But, okay, so let's to my list. Uh, Born on the Bayou. Probably yes. a lot of them that everyone's really into. But, yeah, uh, which,
0: which also has been. Uh, their, their songs have been in a lot of movies because that uh, was in uh, Return of the Swamp Thing and Hard Target.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Proud Mary.
0: Green Rivers, honestly, the whole album of Green River, I could probably it. Yeah, I just almost fill had Green River. That, but. I, I actually <laughs> forgot about it until this moment right now.
1: But, uh, Commotion, uh, Bad Memorizing, all three off of that album. Um, I left it there. Down on the corner, of course. Uh,
0: going back to Bad Me Rising where it's like there's a bathroom on the right and that how it goes so like Yeah, that. I have alternative <laughs> lyrics to all of these songs do you remember there was a time when we were listening to CCR like crazy in high school and I think if I remember do or poo poo poo, poo pooping out my back door <laughs> <laughs> down in the corner bowl of Vaseline <laughs> Guys, let me tell you, walking down the street to
1: class in college with this guy next to you was always a hoot. <laughs> uh, <anyways. laughs> um, Let's see, where was I? <laughs> down on the corner, number six, Fortunate Son, number seven, uh, Midnight Special. That's a good sing-along tune, get everybody going. Uh, you know, get off the mic and let the crowd sing type of song. Uh Traveling band, one of my all time faves. Um, and this is the one that finally gets us out of 1969. Did you know they released three albums in that year?
0: Yeah, that's a lot. But that's back when, you know, albums only had 10 tracks. You know, it was a lot easier. Right. Now everybody feels like, well, you got to get your money's worth. Let's put on 24 tracks. I'm like, oh, that's a bit much.
1: The weird thing is, is out of the 60s, the late 60s, um, that's when all they didn't know how to end songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just. Went on um uh let's see where was i traveling band someday never comes and that's all uh, the one i got off of mardi gras that is my top 10
0: you know thinking about it now the doors and ccr were a better fit then what did we do was the doors in the who or something like that probably yeah, yeah. definitely because obviously you listen to ccr especially
1: the earlier stuff they're very much a 60s band yeah you got that vibe but there's just something edgier about them uh you were right on that I'm like they, honestly I'm going through this I got through 60 all three of those first albums and then in the 70s actually they didn't really release a whole lot did they cause like everything else after that is unless I'm missing some albums um just like live albums
0: yeah well it was at 73 is when they broke up and that's when they had the huge fight with Fantasy Records because uh, John Fogarty owned he wrote the songs and should have owned the copyrights on those and they should have gone back to him but because of some contract yeah. loophole that he signed because that's how they get you they, they sign these yep. eager kids and they're desperate for some sort of contract and that's when they steal your rights and that's what sucks um, yep. and so John Fogarty just, he actually like went into hiatus for like what eight years and then came bursting out with his solo album uh, yeah, but there's no way great. they're ever getting back together Because of the infighting But do you remember when CC re- It was Credence Clearwater Revisited Is what you see on tour now They came to our college but yeah. we didn't go Because they were charging like a crap load And I was like where's John Fogarty? Never mind I don't care <laughs> you No, know, it's not the same Unless you got somebody like well, What's what's his face for Journey That sounds exactly like Yeah because Fogarty has a I mean... very particular voice <laughs> That no one can yes. really replicate Right Yeah all right, so my list is starting off with maybe the most misunderstood song besides Bored in the USA. Look, if you're a rich politician, please listen to the lyrics to these songs and stop using it because you are a fortunate one. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's like you they know. didn't even listen to the lyrics at all. Uh, and well, it's a, yeah. Hmm.
1: if anything sounds a bit patriotic sometimes, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I would imagine a lot of no politician should use any music. I'm sorry. Just, just have to come up with your own stuff. Anyway, yeah,
0: no. or, or hire a musician to make music for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so fortunate one, or fortunate son, is the one I'm starting off with. Bad moon rising is next. Um, up around the bend. Uh, ah. Born on the bayou. I put a spell on you because you're mine. They did cover I absolutely, Go ahead. Yeah, they did cover songs, but they always put their own spin on it. Screamy Jay Hawkins did this song the first time. Oh yeah. But but C C R put their own spin on it and I think it sounds I'm gonna say it's sacrilegious, but I think it sounds a little bit better.
1: i s I'm I would venture to agree with you on that one, and I had that on my list, but there were just a couple songs I just needed to have on this list.
0: Yeah, this, so this, honestly
1: if they had it like a I'm going to come back on and do an encore. I would definitely want to hear them do that. That would yeah.
0: be fantastic. Well, the J. Hawkins version is more uh, in-your-face. There's something yes. kind of mood-setting and creepy about CCR's version. Uh, where am I at? Oh, it's very much a, very fitting for the,
1: the Bayou folk that they are. You know what I mean? It's just,
0: anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I oh, at? Oh, so now I'm going to go into the Fogarty singles. I mean, they're obvious singles, but they're all great. Center Field is so much fun. Uh, mm-hmm. The Old Man Down the Road and Rock and Roll Girls. I think of his hit singles. I think Rock and Roll Girls is the one that everybody forgets about.
1: Yeah, I forgot about
0: it. <laughs> Sorry. And then the, the last oh, one is uh, we're going to wrap it back up with CCR and do Run Through the Jungle, which I absolutely love. I think goes really well with Fortune mm-hmm. Son
1: say it's really hard to wrap them up it'd be almost be easier to pick out the songs that you didn't want
0: to hear yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah i had to cut there's there's easily we could have done we could have done a top 30 of ccr that's when i realized i was in trouble when i was making this list i was like uh-oh <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah there's a lot no, i had I totally to leave
1: off because i knew my list would have been just psst.
0: No. Yeah, I know it was torturous. Um, so that is it for this episode. Next episode, we're going finally what I promised a few episodes ago is the Piano Men episode. We're going to be doing Elton John and uh, Billy Joel.
1: The Piano Men. Would have loved to have seen both of them in concert. That would together.
0: Hey, we they're still both alive. Piano. You never know. Piano Men. Alright, so that is it. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and all your podcast hosts as hit rewind and have a good one.
1: Have a good one, guys.